the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live. Friend, you're free today. You're a new creature in Christ Jesus today because of God's mercy and grace. We ought to celebrate and rejoice in the Lord. Welcome once again on The Healing Word Today. We're continuing a series of messages focused on the early days of Jesus' ministry. Now, let's go to Pastor Jack Morris for the message, The Baptism of Jesus. Now notice the very first verse. Now my whole outline is what was read just a moment ago in the scripture reading by Beverly. And if you could follow the outline in the bulletin and make notes, or you could just keep your Bible open to Matthew chapter 3, verses 13 through 17, because that is my outline. Notice the first three words. What are the first three words in verse 13? Then Jesus came, came to be baptized. Eighteen years supporting his family. He goes back to his village of Nazareth, just a small village, where he and his dad, Joseph, had a carpenter shop. He apprenticed under Joseph all of those for many years, and then it is thought that Joseph died. And the reason we think he was not available for those 18 years or most of those 18 years, because when Jesus went back to Nazareth for a brief visit, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath and he was given the scroll and he read from the scroll. He began to teach the people and the villagers were just literally nonplussed. They were scratching their head. They said, where did this man get all this wisdom? Is not this the carpenter? Eighteen years they told the story of what Jesus was doing. They being the villagers of Nazareth. They said, we have his mother here, Mary. We have four brothers. They named the brothers. We have his sisters. Now they didn't name Joseph because it is presumed that Joseph wasn't there. If Joseph had been there, they would have named him along with Mary. So we presume that Joseph had passed away. Jesus, being the eldest son, took over the responsibility of his dad, and he would provide for the family. Jesus was the firstborn. So he now supports his mother, his four brothers, and his sisters for 18 years. But then the time came. Somehow, by the revelation of the Holy Spirit, he knew it was time. The last night, he, I'm sure, cleaned up the tools hung them up, took off the carpenter's apron, walked out and closed the shop door for the last time. And early the next morning, he got up. 
he went to Jordan to be baptized of John, who was no doubt his cousin. They no doubt played together as little boys. But on this occasion, when he approached John, John had a special revelation because John himself said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This just isn't a playmate now. This is the Lamb of God. He's the Savior. John was the Elijah of the New Testament. He was the forerunner of Jesus. Hundreds and hundreds of Jews were going out to be baptized of John. John was preaching repentance and confession of sins. And when he saw Jesus coming, John asked this question. And he tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized of you, and you come to me? John was thinking, here's the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. He has no sin of himself for himself. If he had sin in himself, he need to die for his own sins. A sinner can't die for another sinner's salvation. Here is the Lamb of God, and he's coming for baptism? Why are you coming? I need to be baptized. I'm not worthy to even take the latches off your shoe and take your sandals off. You come to me? It was a strange thing for John to see Jesus coming to him. Why was Jesus coming to him? Let me tell you, friends, it was for you and your salvation so that you might go to heaven when you die, so that you might live a victorious life right now. Listen, I pray the Holy Spirit will speak through me, and I pray, oh, how I pray that your heart, your eyes, your ears, your understanding would be open, that you would hear in a way that perhaps you've never heard before. He came there not for himself. He had no sin to confess. He had no sin to repent of. But you and I were dead in trespasses and sins. And somebody needed to get us up. And it was Jesus. And he's the only one who could do it. Because he was the Lamb of God who had never sinned. And came to save us from our sins. And when John tried to deter Jesus, Jesus said, I have come to fulfill all righteousness. Fulfill all righteousness. Friend, listen to me. Do you have any understanding of what he said? We have quoted that. Grossed over it. He came to fulfill all righteousness. What is he talking about? He was saying that you're not righteous before God. The world is wrong before God. The world does not have right standing with God. And unless somebody helps the world, the world will be lost and never be brought into a right standing with God. Jesus is saying, I have come to bring people into righteousness or into a right standing with God. Somebody said to me some time ago regarding their children. They said, I I know that My children are going to be okay because they believe in Jesus. And they know about Christmas. They know about Easter. And I think they're going to be all right. Friend, the Bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart and repent of your sins, thou shalt be saved. Even the devil believes and trembles. Friend, that means that you and I have to acknowledge who we are. Sinners without the grace of God. Until God's grace comes upon us. And our sins are taken away. We need to repent and confess. Which 
Many of you have done, and if you haven't done it yet, there's never a better opportune time than right now to let that happen to you. Right relationship with God. I have come to fulfill all righteousness. It's not fulfilled. People aren't fulfilled in their life. People are empty and lost and lonely. Oh, they have friends, but not the kind of friend that we'd call a soulmate. Not the kind of friend whose their name and my name is written in the book of life together. We're the family of God. We're the church of Jesus Christ. All because he came and gave himself. Now, to fulfill all righteousness, meaning bring us into a right standing with God, close that gap between us and God now, and we can live a right standing with God life now, a victorious life, a good life, a wonderful life. We couldn't live it without him. And then when we die, we go to heaven. So we have the best of both worlds because Jesus came. Now look what happened in verse 16. Do you want to read it with me in unison? As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting on him. Now, as soon as Jesus was baptized. Baptism, here it is. Here it is, friends. Baptism is a sign of judgment. When you're baptized, when Jesus was baptized, a sign of judgment. The Bible says, listen, the wages of sin is death. Death not only physical, but a spiritual death that is an eternal separation from God. The wages of sin. Now, Jesus came to pay your bill, to pay your wages. Friend, you had a wager a paycheck of hell waiting on you. Your name was on it. And you lived a life that endorsed that check. Who was going to cash that check? Jesus said to the Father, I'll cash it. So when Jesus goes down into the water, speaking, now that is a sign that pointed to the cross when he took our sins and he died on that cross, nailing our sins to the cross. Jesus is saying, I am symbolizing what I am yet going to do. So he was baptized. He died to our sin. He died for our sin. God's judgment of wrath came upon him. Jesus was standing there. You were standing there. God's wrath was about to come down. The wages of sin is death. And Jesus said, step aside. And Jesus stepped over. And the wrath of God hit him. Friend, you're free today. You're a new creature in Christ Jesus today. Because of God's mercy and grace. We ought to celebrate. And rejoice in the Lord. This was a sign of God's judgment and of him dying to sin. Then when John the Baptist pulled him up out of the water, that was a sign of the resurrection. Jesus is saying, I'm going to die for the sins of the world. And then I'm going to be buried. He was buried. And then he brought him up out of the water. 
but the third day I'm going to rise again. This is only a sign of that which I'm going to do, and I'm going to do it. The devil did everything within his power to stop Jesus. Phil, I think I better go ahead next week with that message. After that baptism, he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. He also took your temptation. What Jesus took off of you and me. I don't know that we'll ever know until eternity. And maybe even we will not fully, completely comprehend it then. But Jesus went down in judgment. Only a couple of years later, approximately age 33, Jesus was crucified. And when he was crucified, that was going down. That was God's judgment. God was judging Jesus. You and I deserve to be put on the cross. Jesus said, I'll, I'll take their place. I'll be their substitute. We will return for the conclusion of today's message following this important update on how you can make a difference in lives across the world by supporting the Healing Word Ministry. Will you consider partnering with Pastor Morris today by praying for the ministry and consider sending a gift to help us in reaching those who are struggling with life's challenges and need hope for tomorrow? You can make your tax-deductible donation in a matter of minutes by visiting our website, largocc.org. Click on The Healing Word and follow the Donations tab to complete your support of this vital ministry. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Morris. For the conclusion of today's message. I can pray. My prayer will go immediately to the throne of grace. Heaven is not a ceiling uh, that, is, that, is, that is closed, has ceiling closing off heaven. Heaven is open to me today. And the Bible, by the power of the Holy Spirit, is saying, let us come boldly to the throne of grace. Why are you waiting be bold. You're a child of God. You've been redeemed. Jesus took your judgment. Why are you quiet? Open your heart. Open your mouth. Talk to the Lord. Heaven is open. And then the scripture says the Spirit of God descended. The Holy Spirit, like a dove, came down and lit upon Jesus. And Jesus, seeing what was taking place, the dove, the dove. Remember, in Genesis 1, 1, you can't get any further back than Genesis 1, 1. That's as far back as you can go. The scripture says the earth was without form. The earth was void. There was darkness upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God hovered over it all. Much like a helicopter will come down and stop in midair. The propeller's still going and it just, it just hovers there. And God looked at the terrible chaos on the face of the earth. The Spirit of God. And then God began to speak. Let there be light. Light came. Let dry land appear. Dry land appear. Friend, what I'm trying to say today. When I'm preaching a sermon or the Sunday school teacher is teaching or the choir is singing. God is speaking. Let there be light. Let there be joy. Let there be healing. The word of God is not a closed book. 
I can't just decide, I think I'll go out and hear a sermon today. I might not be able to get there for the next several weeks. I'll go hear another. Friend, doesn't the word of God mean something to you? Of course it does. It's the word of God that brings light into your soul. The Holy Spirit brought light and life to this earth. And your life and mine, chaos, darkness, covered with sin. And then the Holy Spirit comes. The Holy Spirit descends. I hear a message. I hear a word. It's always, always the word. Like Bob Hill said, you're going to hear the word. And it's the word that heals, the word that saves, the word that brings faith, the word that causes worship and rejoicing. Yes, sometimes I tell some little stories and they're humorous and I'm happy to do it because I'm a laughter. I like to laugh. But those little stories don't do anything for your soul. They don't open heaven. They don't get you into the kingdom of God. What they do do is sometimes help illustrate a particular point. And so we will continue to use those illustrations. Jesus used them all the time. They're called parables. Every sermon he preached parables. And the Spirit of God descended on Jesus. Now I'm praying and believing that the Spirit of God will descend upon you today. If there's chaos, if there's darkness, if there's conflict, whatever it is, the Spirit of God, where the Word is going forth, you can be sure the Holy Ghost is hovering over us today, waiting to come upon you, to bless you, to forgive your sins, to heal you of your backslidings, to take away the apathy of serving God and to put energy, spiritual enthusiasm into your heart and get you going again. The Holy Spirit is hovering. You see, the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus. Now, I'm going to close, but this is so important. The Holy Spirit, see if I can say it right, is not coming upon you because you're you. The Holy Spirit came upon Jesus. The Holy Spirit will come upon you because the Holy Spirit will see Jesus in you. The Holy Spirit only comes upon Jesus. Did you get that? Are you living for Jesus? Is Jesus on the throne of your heart? Is Jesus bringing victory into your life? Heaven opens. The Holy Spirit comes and God sees his son. The son that he said, that I'm well pleased, my beloved son, whom I love. He sees his son in you, and on his son the Holy Spirit descends. Friend, don't expect to receive anything from God unless Jesus is on the throne of your heart. And when God sees Jesus, the Holy Spirit will come. The Holy Spirit will come. Sometimes we're praying prayers and we're wondering, why aren't those prayers answered? Why don't I have more energy? Why isn't there healing? This may not be the only answer, and I'm sure it isn't. But does the Holy Spirit, does the Father see Jesus? The Holy Spirit comes upon Jesus in you. Now, when the rapture takes place, or you die before the rapture takes place, heaven is still open. You leave this body, and you'll go into the presence of the Lord. Why? Because heaven is open to Jesus. Heaven is open to and heaven will open... I was going to start naming some of the people we've just had funerals for that I know that are in heaven. 
But they went into heaven because God opened heaven's door and he saw Jesus in that person's body and he said, my son has entrance. My son has entrance. And that person went into heaven because God saw Jesus and it was Jesus that opened heaven and caused the entrance. Now, the same thing when you pray. When you pray, God is not necessarily hearing your prayer. He is, but he's hearing the prayer, listen, that is prayed in Jesus' name. I don't go over there and say, Lord, in the name of Jack Morris, whose sins have been forgiven, whose name is in the book of life, who tithes his income, even when there's a snow day and he can't tithe, he'll bring it the next Sunday. (laughs) Jack Morris is a sinner, saved by grace. So I pray in Jesus' name, meaning I pray in the character, the life, the love. I I pray in Jesus, and when I pray in Jesus' name, I'm just not using a, a formula tacking a name, I'm tacking a personality, a life, the one who died and rose again. All of that is in, when I say, in Jesus' name. Now heaven opens. Now heaven opens. The blessings of God begin to come. Healing and salvation, forgiveness and happiness and joy and power to go through that temptation, that difficulty, that conflict that you're going through. You say, I can never stand it. I'm going through this by myself. Of course you can't, but Jesus is in you and God's spirit is coming upon Jesus that is in you. That's why it says, seek first the kingdom of God. We said, oh, when I get rid, get this done and I'll try to, I'll try to do it. When I get this, I'm not looking at my watch because I'm going to keep right on preaching maybe. No, no, I'm not. I'm almost finished. No, but, but, but we're, we're serving God with our wristwatch. Friend, have you heard the word today? Have you received the word today? God's blessing has come. This is the holy word of God and a voice from heaven. You see, God is communicating with us. He's communicated with you this morning. He has. Now, if you have been passive, you're not as energetic for the Lord. You're serving God in, in a convenient way. Now, you need to come to the Lord and tell the Lord that and clear the fog away so that God can move that fog away and look in and see Jesus in there. All right, God spoke. Now, God is speaking today. But I have to say, many Christians aren't hearing the word anymore. They're looking for something else. And whatever that anything else is, other than the word of God, it will not bless your soul. It just won't do it. It's the word. He has spoken. He has called. Jesus is available to sit upon the throne of your heart, provided you will bring him in. And God will see Jesus in you. And the blessing of God will come upon Jesus in you. And then the victory will be yours. We hope you've been blessed by today's message, The Baptism of Jesus. Be sure to listen to the next message in the series focused on the temptation of Jesus. But before we go, here is Pastor Jack Morris with a special invitation. I enjoy bringing the healing word of God to you Monday through Friday. I thank God for the privilege and I thank you for listening. 
But friend, I need your help. I need your prayers and financial support. I can't say it strongly enough or plainly enough. Will you help me, please? I want to keep this ministry moving forward, but I need your help in order to do so. If the healing word is bringing healing to you emotionally, spiritually, and physically, write and tell me about it. I will be so encouraged. Your testimony, your prayers, and your financial gifts is all I need to keep me going. I will truly thank you. To support this ministry electronically, go to the website, thehealingwordministries.org, and click on the Donations tab. You'll also find the address and phone number on the website if you prefer to donate by mail or would like to call for more information. We invite you to email Pastor Morris directly at contactus at thehealingwordministries.com and share your blessing or send a prayer request and Pastor Morris will pray for you. When you email, be sure to mention the date of today's program and we will send you a link that you can use to download an audio copy of the message free of charge. The Church of Friendship and Joy, where Christ is honored and people are loved. That's what you'll experience at the Largo Community Church. Live, in-person services are now available for you to attend every Sunday morning at 9 o'clock. And there's plenty of space for everyone to safely be together in the large sanctuary. If you choose to join us virtually for the live service, simply go to largocc.org at 9 a.m. this Sunday and click on Watch Live at the top of the homepage. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you.